When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good evening, my friends. This is Jay Scott. Just a quick note before we begin our latest episode. I've got a great cause for all of my Southern California listeners. There is a Rock for Ukraine event at the Viper Room coming this Sunday, November 5th at 7.30 p.m. in West Hollywood. It's a great cause. It's a great foundation. It's a great charity for those struggling with the aftermath of the current war that is going on there. They have need for winter clothing and boots. There's a donation portal that will be in the show notes for this episode. But please, if you're in the area, go and support a great cause at the Viper Room in West Hollywood this Sunday night for Rock for Ukraine for a brighter Ukraine. And you can find them on social media at Brighter Ukraine. And again, all the information will be in the show notes for this episode. Thanks and hope you are able to make it out and hope you can make a donation. everyone welcome back it's jay scott and it is the hook rocks the ultimate rock community podcast thanks again for tuning in always appreciate when you do don't forget to write us a review when you're done listening we always appreciate your feedback as i always mention we are part of the pantheon podcast network which is a great network of music related podcasts and the official podcast platform for the official Metallica podcast. So check that out as well. We've got a great diverse lineup on Pantheon Pods. Check them out at Pantheon Pods on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, as well as PantheonPodcast.com. There's something for everyone's music taste, some really interesting podcasts. So I hope you do enjoy as much as I do and give them 
uh, or give some of those uh, shows a good listen. And I always mention, too, that uh, please set your app to automatic download so you get the latest episodes right to your phone. And we, you can find The Hook Rocks and all three of those social media platforms as well on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Just search up The Hook Rocks. We've had some great episodes this past year. We've celebrated our four-year anniversary with Nita Strauss. We had our 500th episode with Dax Nielsen of Cheap Trick. And we've had some really cool stuff happen. And recently we had Andrew Daly from Guitar World talking the legacy of Buddy Guy. And how to frame that conversation is music as we know it. The Stones, Zeppelin, Aerosmith, Clapton, and so many more would not exist as we know them without Buddy Guy. That's how heavy he is, heavily influenced in the world of rock music. Jimi Hendrix, another one, would not sound like he sounded without Buddy Guy. So for all you rock and rollers out there, I'm one too, but I'm also a blues guy. Check out that conversation because it really puts things in perspective because there's only a handful of these legends that impact the music that we know and love so much. And he is definitely one of them. So check that out. Check out, we had 17-year-old guitar prodigy Grace Bowers on, who has made the journey from social media influencer to play in the stages at Nashville and just did the Eric Clapton Crossroads Festival. So she's on her way. And we welcomed other, some, some new bands like Parker Barrow, great band out of Alabama, Emily Wolf, who just released her album, and Dust Coda from the UK. Plus we had Don Dockin, the legendary singer from... The band Dokken and LA Guns guitarist Tracy Guns talking Eddie Van Halen on the anniversary of his passing, October 6th. So, some great stuff for you to check out. And as well as this episode, you guys know I love promoting new music and new bands along with all the other stuff that we do here. And I've had this gentleman on the show a couple times before, and he's got some update with a new band. That is really cool. It's not really a new band. It's more like a rebranding of a band called The Issue that we've had on the show um, a couple times. We talked about their music. They released an EP and a lot of singles here over the last couple of years. But the band is now just released a new album called Different Dimension or is going to be releasing a new album. We'll talk to them about it. And the band is Rogue Royal. I'd like to welcome Clay Dieters. What's happening, man? How are you? Uh, I'm doing great. Happy to be back on the podcast and talk about some band updates and what's happening with us. Yeah, you know what? I think we should just scratch that and just talk about hockey for the next 45 minutes or so. <laughs> I could easily do that. <laughs> yeah, let's just make this into a hockey conversation about what's going on in the NHL. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll have you and I know... Some other guys like Todd Kearns is a big hockey guy. He's in Slash's band. Maybe we'll do like a Stanley Cup playoff preview next year or something like that. That'd be kind of cool to do. I always like uh, finding out when other musicians are into hockey so I can talk hockey with them. Because there's really, honestly, it's, it doesn't seem like there's all that many. Uh, yeah. Obviously, hockey's not as big of a sport as, you know, football or the NBA. But. Nonetheless, uh, a sport I grew up playing and still love to watch. And, uh, yeah, it's just cool being able to chat with other musicians about hockey as well. Well, I know definitely Todd Damakerns is. And I know Mark LaBelle, the singer of Dirty Honey, is a big hockey guy. Obviously, pick your Canadian band that uh, probably <laughs> has... 
probably has. Uh, I know Carl Spackler. Nickelback. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think Carl Spackler from the band Lachinga. I think he's a Canuck fan, which I don't know if we want to have him on if he's a Canuck fan. So, yeah, as a Wild fan, I'm not a not a big Canucks guy either myself. <laughs> no, that I still have uh, visions of Alex Burroughs biting. Who was it on the on the Bruins? Was it Marchan? Um, yeah. Well, back to what we're really going to talk about, though, and that's the new rebranding of the issue, Rogue Royal. So let's start with that. What was the decision behind that? Um, so we had kind of been, uh, um, different people, um, kind of behind the scenes. We started working, um, with, a our management group and, uh, just kind of really trying to tie in some loose ends to try and keep pushing things further along than where we had been getting. Um, and they just had some concerns about, uh, potential, problems with the issue and the band issues um just confusion when we're doing marketing um potential um just you know issues with them down the road or or whatever you know um just legal stuff that um we didn't want to really have any a part of anything to do with not that it could would have happened anyways more of just precautionary measures being, you know, in the grand scheme of things, um, we're not that big of a band. So to do this now before hopefully um, rolling for us, especially with this new music we have coming down the pipeline here, we just figured if there was ever a time to do it, it was now. Um, it took us a long time to come up with the new name because none of us were um, – necessarily stoked to go through a band name change um but we also weren't like super tied to the issue name either uh it was the name we came up with when we were young um obviously didn't do a whole lot of research into it um other than just starting a band you know when you're 17 years old and you start a band you're just having fun you don't necessarily think of certain business aspects of it and then you know you really start getting into things and decide to make different decisions and that's where we are now uh rogue royal is the name um it's a while to come up with that name it was a lot of just you know throwing paint at the wall and seeing what sticks we had a we had a shared notes um within the band that we would just you know throw any random words on any random combinations of words and after probably six plus months of trying to come up with a new name those two words got paired together in some sort of fashion and then just from tossing it around we landed on rogue royal going through all that obviously you know you mentioned you know this name was part of your journey with the band it started out when you guys were young maybe you weren't tied to it but you know you start to get in that mindset of the issue the band name and what it means. And I know a band out of Ohio that went with through something similar. They were called black coffee for a while. And then they changed it to South of Eden. And, um, you know, I know when, you know, because trademark is so important that, you know, with a name like the issue, it can be determined in anything, right? It could be determined in a publication. It can be turned, you know, whatever it is. 
going through all that process, you know, you guys got a taste of like the music business and kind of like the 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 pain that it can be. What was that like just coming together as a band and just trying to figure that out for however long it took? I mean, it was it was uh, you know, when when we first kind of started having the conversation, it was a little bit of a we weren't necessarily like too keen on the idea of it and really necessary blah 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 all the things you kind of try and tell yourself as a musician wow this is our identity um which which it was and and certainly will still be a part of um us moving forward but kind of just get over the fact that okay we have to do this coming up with a band name is so hard to begin with so having to do it a second time after having already done it once was more of an inconvenience than anything. You know, we had already started recording this new music for the new record and it was just like, you know, we don't really want to have to deal with this right now. And we kind of pushed it off. And then as the record was coming together and talk about promotion stuff for the music and obviously pictures and videos and all that stuff it was like all right guys you know it's time to rally the troops and put our heads down and come up with something cool you know we didn't want to force necessarily anything either but um we wanted to have you know a couple words that flowed well together um just for my own personal taste, the fact that they're both five-letter words was very gratifying to me in my OCD when it comes to stuff like that. Um, and then obviously being able to build a logo around that and, and create your new brand um, and being proud to put it out there and say, hey, this is our identity, which is kind of a daunting um, thing. So, you know, initially it was, it was, uh, you know, a little bit of bickering back and forth between the band members, nothing we haven't done before in the past. And we just kind of said, all right, let's do it. And, and we did it. As far as the music goes with this new album compared to what you guys did in the past with the EP, where, because there's a definitive change in the sound and tone of the album and of the music. And I'm here for it. I love it. It's a lot more edgier. It's a lot more harder than this other stuff before the other stuff was great but this is a little bit of an edge was that a conscious effort was that just a natural authentic evolution of the band it was pretty natural um it wasn't anything that you know was cognizant necessarily of us writing for this record um you know we had been playing with a couple different guitar players because our original guitar player that was with us left the band um in 2020 right around the time that covid hit so um we had colin johnson playing with us and he was a part of the last ep that we put out um but as as far as like a full writing process goes he was very involved with this one some of those tunes on the previous cp were already written he has his playing on it but not necessarily his writing and also once we got into playing with him and we were starting to write some of this stuff, normally I would play rhythm guitar and sing during the whole show. 
And we started having conversations about maybe adding a second guitar player and allowing me to be more of a front man, still have my guitar when necessary, you know, choruses. We have certain um, dual lead guitar parts going on on some of the new materials. So um, being I can play guitar, we wanted to still have, you know, that rhythm guitar there on stage. but then adding Monty into the mix later on and having his playing um, on the album as well. It it was just a supernatural process of kind of having a little bit of a modern style that Colin Johnson has playing with a little bit more of a classic style, Um, Southern rock uh, influence style from Monty playing on some of the stuff. And we kind of got heavy on 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 a lot of the material, um, and you know that kind of comes also with some of the lyrics, the darkness of the lyrics, and some of the vocals that melodies that I put together for the material as well. Um, and it was just you know four or five guys in a studio playing guitar and and writing tunes, and it really wasn't anything more than that. And and out came this new record. You know, when you're evolving like that and you're a young band, right? There's kind of two different ends of the of the spectrum how you can kind of look at it. You kind of look at it like you're a young band and you're still evolving, you're still trying to find your sound, right? Or you can have an identity already and then go in a completely different direction. What more is it? Is it a completely different direction or is it just the natural evolution of your sound? Ladder of the two um you know i don't i i think i think this record we're really starting to come into our own um i feel like i've sang the best so far as far as my in-studio performances go on this record i think the guitar playing and production quality on the record um has advanced as well from stuff in the past and that's and that's just us evolving as musicians we should be getting better but i don't think you know i don't think we've ever allowed ourselves to next necessarily be in a box and say okay this is the record we have to make for the for the next one i think being a young band we kind of have the luxury of kind of just doing whatever we want right now obviously we need to have a a direction we're headed and point down that path but sonically we can kind of play around with things and really find our own and 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 just kind of let whatever natural happens happens without trying to force anything musically that we maybe necessarily wouldn't do without us just writing and for us that way too when we start throwing all these songs together in a live set playing some of the old material playing the new material it has a really nice broad spectrum of sound happening. You know, we could play a we could play a metal show and we could go and play a rock and roll show and we got songs that fit on both bills and don't feel out of place. Um and that's kind of something we've always liked and you know, thought was cool about ourselves. What I like about the music in listening to the album that you sent me is it's a lot more layered 
than the stuff previously. There's a lot of depth in it. It really hits and strikes a nerve. I mean, the melodies are really awesome. The the arrangements are are fantastic. It really is. I mean, every band, I, I like when a band takes steps from each album, right? I love when a band, you can hear them getting better with everything they do. And I feel like this is a giant step for you guys. Not to say that the stuff prior wasn't good because it was, but I think the songwriting has, has gotten a lot better. The playing has, and it just seems like you guys are tighter than you were maybe on the first release. Agree with all those points. Um, obviously we, you know, we're, we're playing a lot and, and rehearsing and, and writing and running the songs. And, and, uh, I think allowing me to kind of take a step back from being so focused on being a guitar player as well as a singer in a project and kind of taking a step back from the songs and approaching them more from just a singer vocalist standpoint um, has pushed myself um, maybe in a different direction with certain songs um, melodically because when you're writing melodies and you're writing lyrics or at least for me when I'm doing so kind of from a guitar player's perspective I approach them in a certain way obviously I want to be able to play and sing them so that's one aspect of it but just like rhythmically and stuff there's certain things that you kind of tend to lean on your guitar um for and not necessarily as much on your vocals um, at least from my experience, that's how I felt. So, so to kind of take a step back now and approach this more from, from just a vocalist standpoint and let two phenomenal guitar players focus on guitar playing and me focus on singing and then adding their voices around me for harmonies and, and just added layers and textures and stuff like that. I think think that really helped take things to the next level. When you are going through the changes and, and doing all these things from one album to the next, right? There's always that evolution with just because you've been playing out more and you've got more experiences. Was this the sound of this album? Was this is what did, did you hear this in your head? Was this what you wanted to hear? Uh, it's a lot of marshals cranked up to 10 in the studio. <laughs> and uh, uh, literally, um, but I mean, yeah, it, it really is. You know, it's always that's an interesting question because um, things turn out exactly like you envisioned them. And some songs end up in a completely different place than where you initially started. And that's the fun part about writing music and going into a studio is seeing where certain songs take you. I think as far as the overall direction of the album, once we were writing, yeah, it, it kind of, you know, it did end up where we expected it to. We had high expectations going into the studio. We had boxes we wanted to check as far as quality of songwriting and production goes. And I feel like we checked all those boxes. Um, 
but within the album, there's certainly songs in there that, you know, took turns or went directions that we had not necessarily planned on taking them when we started writing the songs. And I think that's what's added an exciting quality to the record. How have you been in terms of playing the music? Was this a lot of stuff that you played out prior to recording it? Not as much of that this time as there has been in the past with some songs. Um, there were there were a handful. Yeah, I guess there were a few songs that we started playing around with live. Um, and I feel like those were the songs that kind of fell into place how we expected them to fall into. And then the songs that we kind of, you know, we had the the bare bones and we're just trying to figure out how to take the song. You know, those obviously you can't really take live, so you don't get to test them in necessarily in front of an audience before before you take them into the studio. But from what we had done live, we had, you know, good re- reactions. And that's always kind of like a nice base of knowing, all right, you know, at least we're right direction. People dig what we're doing. It's not anything appalling <laughs> to our current audience <laughs> um, where they're like, whoa, this is just completely different. Now, there might be a couple songs on the record that they didn't hear, you know, live that might throw a a few fans for a twist, but you know, that's why you listen to the album, everybody, and not just singles. <laughs> Very true. Very true. This had to be exciting though to play live though, because it's different. It's a lot more, like I said, edgier than in the past. The melodies are, are really mature sounding and, and really got a great sound. This has to be something that you look forward to playing. The stuff that we have played and and at this point now live we've since recording the songs we have played a good majority of them live in some sort of fashion um there's certain things that happen in the studio that only happen in the studio and then making sure that you can replicate that live which is why we felt it was important to have two guitar players playing guitar especially going forward live to be able to pull this stuff off on the record, because there's small things going on behind the scenes um, that you might not hear initially, but you listen to it a couple times and you hear all that stuff we want to try and do live. And we want to play it live. You know, we've always prided ourselves for being a live band um, and we kind of approach our writing and recording that way as well but also then you get into some of the stuff of the studio and it's like oh man you know now we gotta go and do this live um but it's a good challenge it uh it makes us better musicians it makes us better songwriters as well in the long run and um it's just fun putting the set list together after you have a new record to work with from the beginning to now what are some new influences that you have that maybe you weren't listening prior to, but now you kind of open up the door and, and you feel like it's affecting your playing and your, in your writing. So I've always been a big fan of miles Kennedy. Hello, Pantheon podcast listeners, Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. 
Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. Whether it's with Slash and the Conspirators, Alter Bridge, and now he's been doing a bunch of solo stuff as well kind of in between all those projects and some of his um newer um solo material is really interesting um it's i guess i don't really know (laughs) what i would classify it as it's like rock but it's got like you know kind of classic soft rock like 70s smooth influence or whatever um but he really chases um, very cool melodies on top of obviously phenomenal guitar work as he's a phenomenal guitar player and has one of the best guitar players in the world in both his bands. <laughs> um, but he, he's very, uh, I don't know. I've just always tried to be somewhat of a student of what, of what, of what Miles Kennedy does being you know very precise and almost scholared in the way that he approaches his singing and then combine that with like with like Dave Grohl who is also a very good songwriter but a little more um a little more reckless I guess you could say in the way that he approaches his melodies and and vocal parts like he's not afraid to let a scream out 
um, and certain impacts, impactful parts of the songs and stuff like that. But then kind of those two things. And then I've been listening to a lot of bands like, um, um, dirty honey. Um, and then like whiskey Myers and blackberry smoke. I don't know if you're very familiar with, um, kind of, you know, very, they've become very popular, modern Southern rock bands. And, uh, I would say just because I have been listening to so much of that, that started to seep into some of my um, just natural melody writing process, which might seem strange when you hear me scream at you and then I'm listening to <laughs> Whiskey Myers afterwards. But um, for some reason, I've just been super into that music right now. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of cool. Blackberry Smoke, I absolutely love that band. Charlie Starr is just Charlie Starr, yeah. He's just an amazing guitar player. I love listening to that guy uh play. They're such a hardworking band. They were, they tour all the time. Uh Miles Kennedy is really interesting because his last two albums, his last solo albums, I love how he his writing style is very matter of fact. Right. Like he gives a perspective on what he sees, but it's not preachy. And he even does that with an altar bridge, too. You know, like he just kind of sings about what he sees and what he observes. He's not saying you to telling you to think a certain way or anything like that. And I and I dig that a lot. I really appreciate when an artist does that, where you're listening and you're getting his perspective instead of, a, you know, someone preaching to you and both his solo albums are incredible. I mean, the stuff he does with Slash is great. The stuff he does with Alter Bridge is great. Yeah, I just, I love, I love listening to that guy. I, I think I mentioned that to Mark Tremonti the last time, you know, he was on. I talked to him about the lyric content of the songs. And he said, you know, it's not their job to tell you what to think. It's just, we're just showing you and singing about what we see and what we observe. So I like that. I like that about them. And, you know, listening to that and being influenced by that is is um is a huge thing yeah i think um i think those two guys uh miles kennedy and mark tremonti especially for any young up-and-coming musician are not only great role models as far as like musically goes because they're phenomenal musicians but they're just good people um anything i've watched or read on those two guys um they've just been very matter of fact about like you said you know their songwriting but also just about you know working and doing their jobs and being hardworking, uh get it done type people within the music industry uh it takes a long time to become successful um trying to start a new band and and make your way through but I think just being a good person is a great place to start. Um, and those two guys are, are just, I think embody the whole, the whole thing um, really well for any young artist that's looking for some sort of mentorship within the, within the music industry, songwriting and just going about your business. Um, not crazy party animals, but not afraid to hang out either. They, but they also do their job and they're just cool. 
And I think that's extremely important to make it in the industry. Very well said. As far as you guys, you know, well, this is a crazy world in the music industry. It's constantly changing. It's constantly evolving. From where you started to now, what what steps are you looking to take with the release of this music, with the you know rebranding of the band? I know it's hard for for young bands to get out there and 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 find an audience because everything is so disconnected. But what are your plans to do that grind and to tour? I mean, is it is it is it coming to the point where you guys got to start venturing out of a certain area, whether it's Minnesota, whether it's Wisconsin, or any of the other places that you normally play? Yeah, that's very much the goal and our plan, especially with the rollout of this record. Um, I mean, we want to take it, you know, cross country. That's, you know, the goal is to be able to play all over the United States. And, you know, we'd love to, we'd love to get over into Europe as well, just because I feel like our style of music is very popular over to European audiences. Now that's a lofty goal. Um, but as we continue to grow and build a team of people around us, I don't think any either of those goals. The unfortunate reality of the music industry in the modern age right now is also social media. Um, and we've kind of been forced to also focus on that more than we necessarily would care to. Um, and that's just the way it is. And we've accepted that. So we've been kind of, you know, in in a little bit of a lull here while we're regrouping, rebranding, ready to release new music. You know, during that time, it's also been a focus of, okay, we got to work on building up our social medias because there is a direct line from that to, you know, ticket sales and and merch sales and all that stuff and and. It's just the reality of the world we live in. And so we've had to spend a lot of time and energy focusing on that as well, hoping that it, in the end it pays off and is pushing us towards those goals, which are touring the country, getting over into Europe, all those things. It's a damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of kind of business as far as getting into the social media world goes too. Um, I'm an energy that could be spent, you know, focusing on your music and other things, but it's just part of the business now. And, it, and, and whether we wish it was 1965 and we could just get in our van and roll around the country and, and, you know, not saying we can't do that. It's just, it's a lot harder to do it now. Everything's so much more expensive. It's so competitive because you throw a rock and you hit a new artist in the back of the head. Um, and they're all trying to do the same thing. They want to play in venues. They want to have you, they want to have your attention on social media. Um, it's just a highly competitive world that we live in. So I guess to really sum it up, we're keep, we, we want to keep pushing towards the goal of touring the country. 
And within that, we kind of feel like, you know, obviously releasing new music and pushing ourselves on social media is kind of the avenue we have to take in order to speed that process up. To a man and a, and a woman, anyone I talk to about social media, especially TikTok and Reels and all that other stuff, every musician hates it. They all do. No one says, I love doing this stuff. No one, no one ever says that to me. Oh, I need to make more TikTok videos because it's awesome. Everybody hates it. And it's basically, as it was told to me, it's kind of like a form of cosplay, you know, where you're doing like these skits and themed stuff. And all musicians want to do is play music and write music. And what sucks about it is record labels who have zero vision these days rely on those platforms to find new talent. You know, instead of finding bands that are great, that are awesome, that have good sound, good songs, they find some dude playing Eruption, which has already been written, <laughs> you know, almost almost 50 years ago. It was almost, it's already been written. It's already been done you know, in, in their basement. And I think it was, I think it was Travis McCready, the singer from Bishop Gunn, formerly a Bishop Gunn. They're no longer. I think he said, he's like, yeah, that's all great that they can play that. And it's all great that they do that stuff. But try doing that in a, in a club when people are yelling and screaming at you, you know, and not get flustered and stuff like that. And the thing is, is about these, these people that are on these social media platforms is, Give me the song. What are you doing? What are you writing? Play a play a song. Play a tune that you wrote. Play a riff that you wrote. And you know when you, you see the bands like yourselves and and other bands too that are out there really making music and doing the grind, and you see record labels just not even want to go down that path unless you have a certain amount of views. You really have to do it on your own. You really, I mean, you've got to take your your reality into your own hands at that point. Yeah, that's, that's so true. And we, you know, we kind of had a, a lengthy discussion um, with our manager talking about this because it's like, okay, we're going in to record the record. Do we want to chase down a label and try and go the label route and, and push it that way? Um, potentially giving up a lot of our own assets in the music um in order to go down that path um is that a re reasonable thought process and potential reality um yeah maybe or we could pull up our bootstraps and hunker down and really try and do it ourselves um obviously now you're talking financial gaps that are quite broad when you're talking about a record label even some indie record labels versus you know our own pocket but we you know we we know you know if we need to make some money playing certain shows that we don't necessarily want to play you know we'll go and play we got to make some extra cash this month to to fund certain things we got a you know a, a record to make um we got gas to put in the tank it just just is what it is. You got to do some things that you don't necessarily always want to have to do. Play a 
you know, play a private gig here and there, just stuff like that. And that might seem adverse and like a lot of work right now, but you know, in, you know, hopefully we can weather the storm and we're talking 10, 15 plus years down the road. We own our catalog. We've been able to build the brand how we want to build it. And we don't have people digging in our pockets and, and, and hopefully we become more successful in the end because of that. Now is that like, you know, okay, what do you guys think you're doing? You're, you know, you're, you're young, immature, whatever, you don't know what you're talking about. And and that might be true to certainly to a certain extent, but you know, I guess I've always struggled with having a boss in general, the way it is. <laughs> um, so, you know, us just being able to grab the reins and, and do it ourselves. Obviously we work with management and, and they offer their guidance and suggestions on how we should handle certain things. Um, but they also don't tell us we have to do it that way either. Um, because at the end of the day, it's our money and, 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 and we want to do what we feel is best, but we also can't say, well, you guys, you know, we, we know what's best either finding that balance of building a team of trustworthy industry people around you that you feel can take, you can take their advice and run with it and just go and do it. And that's kind of the approach we've found ourselves in. Yeah, I I think the landscape has changed so much that I don't know if chasing a record deal is really worth it. I think from the experience of doing this podcast for, you know, the four plus years I've been doing it, the, the biggest things that I hear with bands is having a good management company and having a good booking agent. You got to get those two record labels really don't do much for you anymore. Unless you're, unless you're a big fish. Um, and then you've got labels too, that, you know, I just heard a story earlier this week that was absolutely shocking to me that there is a record label out there that you can get a record deal, but it'll cost you three grand. (laughs) Like, what the fuck is that? (laughs) You know, now that's even pay to play. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, no, like the label is supposed to make money for you and off of you, not and not by charging you for a record deal, like, you know, and, and some musicians and artists and bands are so hungry to say they've got that record deal. But I always use dirty honey as an example. They've been independent. They don't have a, they don't have a record label. They don't have a record deal and look at what they've been able to do because they've got a good team around them that wants to see them succeed just as much as they want to succeed. But yeah, hearing that, a label, you know, will do all these things for you, but it'll cost you three grand. I, 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 if any new artist and band is listening to this episode, do not do that. <laughs> do not do that because it's not a record deal. It's a scam. Okay. It, it will never work out. And I guarantee you nothing of what they tell you they will give you for that three grand will ever happen. It will never happen. Yeah, stick that three grand into promoting yourself, and I bet it'll pay off a lot better in the long run. <laughs> yes. yes. So remember, if you're ever having a meeting, 
and someone says it'll cost you three grand. That's the label I'm talking about on this show. <laughs> yeah, that's just, I mean, that's textbook, you know, labels are just grasping at strings to still hold on to what they used to have hold of in the industry. It's just, just ridiculous. Yeah, no. And, and again, I think people have heard about the record deal for so long as they were growing up, you know, when they were hearing these record deals of these bands, it's a different world now. But if you have a good management company and you've got a good booking agent, you'll do fine. You'll do well. Those are the th- things that you need. And then once you start getting going with that, then you get a publicist, you know, then you right. get, that. but um, putting a good team around you is, uh, is very important as, as you're learning, as you, as you know, as far as the album goes, um, what are your expectations with this? Well, we have, um, we just released our first single, um, in October here, fly from here. Um, it was a re, uh, revamped old song that we took into the studio that we felt meshed with the record. And we're just, we went to streaming for that, but we are going to push some stuff to radio for the next two records. We have a, um, we got a good group that we feel like we're working with um, to, to try and push that. And obviously we're hoping that will help kickstart our further branching out of just the Midwest area of playing shows. Um, Radio is like one of those things. It's weird how it's oddly still relevant as far as touring goes. Um, You you think, well, who listens to the radio? Everybody just listens to Spotify and Apple Music, which is, for the most part, true. However, radio stations still play a role in promoting shows in local areas and and providing a place to help just advertise your music. Um, so we are going to go down that path um, as well with this record. So we're just, you know, we're hoping the two songs that we, we chose to push a little heavier um you know with with music videos on top of of um you know radio play and 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 some digital marketing and stuff like that we really hope that this is the thing that really says okay rogue royal is here they mean business um you know no joking around shows touring the whole thing that's kind of the expectation we have for this record. They're, they're lofty goals and high expectations, but you know, we got to push ourselves too. play as always. It's been a blast, man, talking to you and talking about your music. I love the new stuff. And for anyone listening, all the information about the band will be in the show notes. So it'll have their social media links. It'll have their website, go check them out, go give them a listen. I think you'll enjoy it because I enjoyed it. So remember, don't doubt me. Just listen to me. Thanks, man. I appreciate you having me on the show. I, As always, man, you know, you got you to gotta open invitation anytime you want to come on. That's great. I appreciate it. Well, everyone, that is Clay Dieters from Rogue Royal. And like I said, check out all the information about them in the show notes. I'm Jay Scott. This has been another episode of the Hook Rocks, the Ultimate Rock Mini Podcast. Take care of each other. Stay safe, and we will talk soon. Thank you.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 